Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Welcome to episode 203 of There's Still Time, the AFTN Soccer Show. I'm your host Michael McCall and I'm going to be bringing you a little bit of a preview podcast for the Whitecaps games this coming weekend against Minnesota United in MLS action and against OKC Energy in USL action. After a spell of home games, the Caps are heading back out on the road in MLS action, back-to-back away games coming up, both of them against Eastern Conference opposition. Chicago Fire next week, Bastien Schweinsteiger and all of that. But first up this week is Minnesota United. One of the two new boys in MLS this season. And safe to say it hasn't been the ideal start for them. But they are showing some signs of recovery. And it could be that the Caps are kind of meeting them not at the ideal time. Fresh from a 3-2 victory on Wednesday night against more Cascadia opposition in Portland Timbers in Minnesota. Had the lead three times in that game, finished the game with 10 men, but a a really good overall performance for Minnesota. It was a win that moved them to ninth in the Western Conference standings. Couple of places and three points behind the Whitecaps. And the way that this team started this season, it looked like they were going to be the whipping boys in the West. It hasn't quite turned out that way. Their first four games, though, I mean, it was horrendous. 18 goals conceded, 5 in the first one, 6 in the second one. And you're kind of thinking to yourself, what is this team? Have they completely unprepared for going into MLS or are they just struggling to find their feet? And I think we have seen in recent weeks that they are now starting to find their feet, find their groove. You can be pretty sure that Adrian Heath is going to be busy in the summer transfer window making new additions to the team. They've got a couple of really dangerous guys that the Caps need to watch out for. Christian Ramirez played with Minnesota during the USL days before coming to MLS. And he got his ninth goal of the season against Portland on Wednesday night. Really on fire at the moment. Nine goals, one assist so far. Not far behind him is another man that Adrian Heath knows well from his Orlando City days, Kevin Molino. His third season in MLS and he has five goals for Minnesota this year. Four assists as well. He's leading the team in assists. These are the two danger guys that the Caps are going to have to watch for. 22 goals for Minnesota this year. 36 against. Worst in the league. Although Real Salt Lake are catching them up pretty quickly now. And Minnesota's only kept three clean sheets on the year. Still to get their first road win. But at home, 
they are looking something of a formidable force. Wednesday's win against Portland was their fifth home win of the season. Three defeats at home as well. But all their wins so far this year, coming at home, they're going into this game confident, wanting to knock off back-to-back Cascadia opposition. Will they do it? Well, I know one man that's really going to be up for this game, and that is Minnesota United's first-team goalkeeper coach and director of goalkeeping for the Minnesota Academy. A guy very well known to Whitecaps fans. Five and a half years spent with Vancouver before making the move to Minnesota this off-season, Marius Rofter. And Marius is a, a guy that I know a lot of people in Vancouver miss. Larger-than-life personality, great guy to speak to, great goalkeeping coach as well. He's worked hard with the goalkeepers, done a lot of good scouting for the Whitecaps goalkeepers as well. Now in Minnesota, seems to be really enjoying his time there. And we've got a chance to catch up with Marius on Thursday. So let's hear what he had to say. So I, I guess first thing to to really ask you, Marius, is the move came as a little bit of a surprise to a number of people here. But what was behind you deciding to, to leave the Caps after five and a half years? Was it just time for a new adventure? Yeah, it was a combination of uh, different things. Like I, I was no secret, I wanted a little bit longer commitment from the Whitecaps. And, and I felt I could do many short-term deals. And, and, and then uh, I knew the guys in Minnesota. I think it was exciting and, and I was curious how it, the life is in the U.S. Is and and uh, heard a lot of good things about uh, uh, Minnesota and Minneapolis and people say to me, like, that's like almost like moving home to Norway, but it's much bigger. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so, and it, it's true. It's, it's uh, very friendly. A lot of Norwegians, Swedish, Scandinavian, in general, and uh, yeah, so I thought it was maybe good good timing. I had the good years in Vancouver, and uh, I was very close to the fans and many of the players and, and staff, and, and uh, just think it was maybe okay to move, and it, when uh, the memories were uh, good. So looking back at your, your time here, you, you came here initially during the inaugural season, and then... You've been through a lot of highs, a lot of lows. What's kind of your standout memories from your time here? So I remember my first big away game uh, away against Seattle and Eric Hasley when we actually had lost the game and he hammered the one up in the top corner, the crazy goal. Oh, yeah. Uh, in Seattle. And then I also remember all the all the wins in Portland and Seattle. They are special, like... And, Securitas goals there and 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 pass field flicks and all this madness <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it was of course I remember like the atmosphere and the feeling before the Portland game in the playoff at home who ended up as a disaster but it was a it was a great memory till the game was till the game was finished of course yeah uh, yeah no it, a lot of a lot of good memories. Great. Uh, some of the camps I had with all the kids in the summer. They, uh, uh, kids were so loyal and so 
many came out, and I remember open practice with the kids and parents, and suddenly 300 people are behind the goal, behind my before we had a goalkeeper session, and just like general, how you get welcomed of the people, and same like in Port Moody, great people like I met in Port Moody Soccer Club to my kids playing there, unbelievable, like where you have uh, Johnny Celentic up there coaching my son for a year, done a fantastic job, and now all the people, you have so many memories and so many good friends from there, so so it's, uh, I have as many friends there now as I had when I left Norway, so, <laughs> so it's like kind of like, a, almost like, when you see, if you're going home, it's almost, it become a second home. Yeah. What are your feelings and emotions like then heading into this this game at the weekend? No, it's it's uh, it's no secret. I'm watching first thing when I open and checking MLS live uh, on my uh, app on my phone and things. Uh, when we are playing games, I'm always checking how Vancouver did and things like that. And and uh, like maybe the first first month, I was like, yes, they lost. Like. Good for them, like, and then you kind of coming out of that, and you're thinking, I know you want them to do well, like, <laughs> it's because it's so many good people there. So, so, so it's the first you want them to lose, and then it, it changes you growing into it, and you're like, no, it's, you want them to do well. So, so, and like, you have David Ustad, who's one of my better friends, and my family is close to, to the Ustad family, so. Uh, they are actually his wife and his kids are coming here. We picked them up at the airport in an hour, coming from Europe. Oh wow! Uh, and my daughter stays at David now. So David and my daughter is home alone in Vancouver now. So I hope he's treating her well. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's very, very close, and 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 all the goalkeepers that I had there as well. Like I've been looking after them. Like feel like you become a little bit like your kids, uh, goalkeepers, and. Uh, it started with, like Simon Thomas. I sent him to Norway. Now he's yeah. played there, playing a good club there. And I took Marco Carducci with me. Yeah, we could sign him here as a third, but I think it was better for him to play. So I sent him to I sent him to uh, Paul Rogers to go to the coach in Houston, so he can play USL there. And last year I did the same with Callum Irvin, got him the USL. Uh, job in in uh, in uh, Houston, so yeah. So and and then you're kind of when you suddenly is in the other MLS club, then you kind of have to stop talking to him because you don't want anybody to like think it's it's uh, that you're trying to fish players and things. But you're yeah. really really good friends talking to your kids. So and when they are in trouble or they haven't done well or or they're struggling a little bit, then he ending up calling me, and we talk about it and things. And so you kind of you're uh, you you're still a goalkeeper coach kind of in in uh, the mind. <laughs> yeah. So can we can we take it then that you you know all of like David's weaknesses for for heading into this one? Yeah, I, I, I know his I know his weaknesses, but it's not much weaknesses. It's like he don't have much weaknesses. He's so prepared and 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 uh, in good hands now as well. So he's 
this soccer players, we don't have big weaknesses, uh, but you never know of the day. Like you, you're, uh, if you remember the games Vancouver played in Port in uh, in uh, Dallas, there is like they always score on David down in Dallas, and they always done it, and and it's the type of shots is coming. Doesn't matter how good you are if you get the wrong types of shots, you can't shine like. <laughs> If somebody hammer it up in a, under the crossbar and pop yeah. or bend it in the far corner and, and you can't save everything, doesn't matter how good you are. So so you have hopefully we find the right type of shots and and, and get them by him and we have good finishers up front so Now it was a, a tough start to Minnesota's MLS campaign. 18 goals in this first four games. What what was going as a goalkeeper coach? What's going through your mind when the team's conceding that much? So I'm looking at the goals, and I think because my job is the goalkeepers, uh, and, and that's what I observe most about first. And then I look and I'm thinking like, what could we do better? And then I'm looking at the type of finishing. It's like uh, then you're ending up seeing like you have like. 20, 25 shots against you and and, and uh, four or five go in like you it, it has been tough for them for the goalkeepers and and, uh, and for me it's like to keep them keep them uh, grounded and, and use video show them all the goals go through them be critical they could we have done something different could we could we have communicated more get the fullbacks in could be something different before it came to a chance or you have to do all these things and then uh, and and I think it's easier to concede four or five goals for a goalkeeper he will hate it but I think it's easier when you actually is honest with yourself and look and say like hey it's I maybe could have saved uh, number four but one two and three and no chance like and then and then you then you concede number four and five in the 86 and the 88, like it's, the game was over. So it's, so it's, uh, I, I think, I think they are okay. Like, and, and, uh, then we have got Bobby Shuttleworth in and I, yeah. I'm impressed. I'm impressed of the steps he have taken, like all the time. I feel he gets better and better every week. Like, and, and he loved the training. He loved, day-to-day training, being a dressing room, he loves come on the field, love new exercises, he just wants to work, like he's almost like a, he's almost like a 20-year-old, and extreme physique as well, and speed and reactions, and well, he completely different type of goalkeeper than David, but, but, but I see he very, very good, and, and, Want to be really good, and he's in a good place in his mind, and and uh, had a chip on his shoulder, want to prove something, and so so he's he had been uh, he had actually been fantastic for us. He, if you look at stats, he had been he had like between seven and ten saves every game. So <laughs> yeah. The, the team seems to have really turned things around. You've got five wins at home. You had a great win against Portland just yesterday. What do you put down to the turnaround being? Is it just that the team's got more comfortable in the surroundings or have you worked hard at trying to change some things? Yeah, it's uh, if you look at it, the first two games, if you look at the starting 11 there, 
first two games. I'm the starting 11 now. It's like, it's uh, three players left. Well, that's a big change, big changes of players. Okay. Starting 11. So we have kind of had to stop, try to stop the bleeding and, and, uh, and change things up. And, uh, and sometimes you sign players you think will be fantastic and, and they don't work out. And sometimes you have a squad player you think will be a squad player and then he suddenly be a local star. So, so it's hard to predict who makes it and not makes it. So, so but now we have found a better mix. And, and uh, if you look at it, we have won five games at home and lost six away. So, and I looked at the standings today in the West. It's actually six teams who have lost six games or more. Yeah. So, so it's not only us who have lost all the away games, and and, uh, and MLS is funny like that. If you're if you're not really up for it and and have uh, the wind in your back, you you will not win, you will not win away like Portland. I think tried to cheat a little bit yes yesterday and and. Came with their fantastic front six, and maybe with the worst back four I've seen them come with ever. But I think they were thinking they could win with that uh, front uh, front fire. Yeah. And uh, and they couldn't. And they couldn't. You you will lose away games if you don't if you don't come with a proper defense in MLS. So so I. I, I don't remember who it was, but it's one team in our investor have even lost seven games away from home. So, so it's uh, it's very close, and we win this game. Suddenly we are just, we are about Vancouver, like so. Yeah, it's very. And then we have five home games now in July. Oh wow! So yeah. We have a plan with being getting worse at home. So <laughs> if you if you go a string of Wins there, like you, you never know. Like when you're suddenly sitting up there, if you, if you, it's it's uh, art to win games on the row as well, and win and win and win and not lose. If you can win three, four on the row at home, you get the confidence, and you can maybe bring that into the coming away games. Yeah, it's a strange league. You just have to string a few results together, and you're really climbing up the table. And like, you seem to have a couple of really dangerous guys. Christian Ramirez has been phenomenal this year and Kevin Molino as well I mean they certainly stand out as being the, the two danger guys on your team yeah they are special players like uh, Ramirez is a phenomenal finisher and, and a poacher and, and like he, he find the goal like and doesn't matter like left or right header or or anything running through running in space behind coming short turn up so he, he he's uh, like a Almost like a taller, uh, taller, uh, bigger version of Olovsky, almost in the in the box. So, so, but maybe with a little bit better technique. So, also he's he's great, and Olino is gifted. Is he kind of have everything, and and uh, he's a great player and good guy. And no, so it, it's uh, but it's more players like them. It's you have uh, maybe the best. Or I will say the best, uh, def- the best defensive midfielder in the league, central midfielder Sam Coleman. He's yeah. incredible. He has really impressed me. Then we have Ibsen, who is like an artist on the ball. Like he, he is the oldest 
man, but you're running 11, 11K every game and desperate to win all this. Focus on the ball. Like, he never stopped amazing me. He just want to win and win and win like he is desperate to win. So, so you have some good, good characters. And just the last thing from me, have you have you had much banter or much texts with Robbo or Perty or anyone at, at the Caps this week? I know I had some uh, messages to had some messages to Perty and I know uh, Gordon Forrest is away. Yeah. So he's away. So I probably didn't even more if he had been here because then I could <laughs> bug him more. But he's sleeping when I'm sending him messages always. So so uh, I don't get hold of him, but. Uh, no, I had a little bit with, uh, with uh, Martin Pert. I just told him what formation they will play and who will play. <laughs> just told him his team. Uh, no, yeah. it's it's not it's not. Uh, it hasn't been much. I will probably meet up with Martin and have a cup of coffee and just quick chat with him and things. But let them let them work with his, their team and concentrate. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be too hard to work out the team. There's not that many healthy bodies left here. But thanks for, yeah, thank you so much for for doing this, Marius. Um, I can't wish you good luck on on Saturday, but good luck for the rest of this season. And hopefully, we'll we'll talk to you when you you head through here in September. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you again. Thank you. That's great. Thanks so much, Marius. Always a lot of fun to catch up with Marius Rovda there. And five and a half happy years spent in Vancouver. It was a little bit of a surprise when we heard that he was moving on. He's landed at a good club. It's always exciting to be at a club when they're just starting off their new journey. He came to the Whitecaps midway through our first season in 2011. Been a rough start as we talked about there, but things are seemingly turning around for Minnesota. Scary thing though. Despite that horrendous start to the season, they're only three points behind the Whitecaps, so a win on Saturday would take them level on points. Obviously a lot worse goal difference. They've conceded 36, so you have to hope that there is a little bit of hope for the Whitecaps to get some goals there. Caps have been playing really well on the road in recent weeks. The 4-1-4-1 formation is working well. I think I'll be quite surprised if there's much change to the starting lineup that started the game against FC Dallas last Saturday. You have to expect Andrew Jacobson and Tim Parker to be the centre-back pairing again. Christian Dean hasn't been training fully yet. He's still kind of doing some rehab and some laps around the track. Cole Siler is still that possibility to kind of pitch him in with it being an away game, a little bit less pressure on him. At some point, they do have to see how he is going to play as a centre-back in MLS. But a similar starting lineup definitely wouldn't be unexpected. And then you've got Alfonso Davies that can come in as a sub, Bernie Beanie as well, and then just play the rest of it by ear. Minnesota have scored in most of the games. 22 goals for on the season. That's actually three more than the Whitecaps as well. And as we talked with Marius about there, a couple of real danger men in Christian Ramirez and Kevin Molino. 
14 goals between them, and Molino also leads the team with four assists. They are missing a player in Dunlady that was sent off against the Timbers on Wednesday night. It is going to be a tough one for the Caps heading out there, first ever visit to Minnesota, but I am a little bit confident I'm going to go for a Whitecaps 2-1 win. So the first team's away from home this weekend, which means a perfect chance for you to get out and watch WFC 2, playing OKC Energy at Thunderbird Stadium on Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock kick-off. And we should be seeing a new face in the, the Whitecaps 2 lineup as well. New Zealand international Meyer Bevan, just returned from Korea playing for New Zealand in the Under-20 World Cup, scored a couple of goals including a cracker against Honduras after just 46 seconds, as New Zealand equaled their best ever performance in an Under-20 World Cup. The last one came when they were hosting it two years ago in New Zealand. Meyer Bevan certainly impressed. He played in all New Zealand's games, got a couple of goals as we said, and he's now hoping to take that experience over to Vancouver, sign a deal just before the World Cup with WFC2. Haven't had a chance to see him in action yet, but he should make his debut in some capacity, starter or sub on Saturday, you have to feel. And it's a very interesting journey for Bevan. Auckland lad, played locally for Auckland City youth teams and a couple of semi-pro teams in New Zealand. Then went into trials with the Nike Academy, came through that, ended up playing in England for a year with that academy before signing his first ever pro deal with WFC2. So I got a chance to chat with Meyer at Whitecaps 2 training on Thursday, asked him just about his journey to Vancouver through the Nike Academy, that World Cup experience and a lot more besides. So let's hear from Meyer now. So Meyer, finally in Vancouver after signing the deal a few weeks back, how, how does it feel to be out there at the moment with the guys? Yeah, I'm excited. Obviously it's new. Everything's new to me. Um, over here, different country, I mean, everything's turf as well, but now I'm enjoying it. I'm liking the boys and the team and now I'm enjoying my time here at the moment. Yeah. And you, you signed a few weeks back just before the World Cup there. What was behind deciding to come over to, to North America? Because you obviously came through the system in New Zealand, you've been at the Nike Academy. What was it about coming here that really appealed? Well, I actually couldn't get a visa in England or a passport and my family have a Canadian heritage, so we looked to North America and luckily this came up and then came here before the World Cup and, yeah, luckily it worked out and, yeah, I'm happy to be here now, yeah. Yeah, I watched an interview with you where you mentioned that, that you've, you can get a Canadian passport, yeah. so... Is that something that you're aiming to do or does it just help getting a visa because you've got that heritage? Um, I'm, we're, we're in the process of doing it now. I mean, it, it does um, it does help a lot to get a um, visa in Canada. I mean, obviously you can live here if you have a passport so and it helps a lot towards the league as well. So, um, yeah, we're in the process of doing that now. So, so what, what's your knowledge like of this league, the, the USL? Had you, did you know anything about it before signing here? Nah, not, not really. I knew a lot about the MLS, but not really the USL, but obviously I just want to come in and hopefully work my way up and eventually get to the MLS. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm learning day by day about the league and um, the, yeah, the players keep me updated every day. So no, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good league. Some teams are trying to get to the MLS, so it's basically a, it's like the champ, like a second league in England or in Germany. So it's just that main goal of the MLS. It's like any second league. And was that like one of the biggest lures for coming here? Because the, there is a set pathway, and a number of the guys, four of the guys from last year's team, 
are on the MLS team now. Did you have other offers out there, or is that what helped you decide to come here? Well, I like obviously that is the main goal to get to the MLS. I signed it um, before the World Cup, just for myself. I mean, obviously going into the World Cup without with nothing, you know, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot. You, we're looking to get a deal, but. Um, no, I signed, I signed before and I was comfortable at the World Cup and I mean, yeah, it's just I want to get to MLS. In terms of other offers, I mean, that could have come with the World Cup but I didn't have a deal, but um, no, I'm happy that um, I've signed this one. And obviously there's a couple of other Kiwis here, Declan's away just now with, with the national team, Francis de Vries as well. You were here for a couple of weeks, I know, on trial before you signed. Did, did you know either of those two guys before you came here? I knew Dick, I knew Dick, um, I played against Dick and... Um, yeah, he's he's a good guy. I like Declan, but um, yeah, and Fran, I didn't, I actually didn't know him before I came here, but now we get along well. I mean, yeah, they've both become my mates instantly just because of where we're from, and uh, yeah, obviously Declan helped me out a bit when I was here because I already knew him, but now nah, Fran's been awesome as well. Yeah. And I spoke to Declan about you just before he headed off, and he said for a New Zealand striker, you're surprisingly good. <laughs> so. Um, like coming through the system, what, what, how would you describe like football in New Zealand just now? Well, I think it's developed a lot and it's changing a lot with the way the style of play. I mean, we're always known as a long ball team, but like you saw, like if you watched the Mexico game the other day, I mean, they played well. They had a lot of chances to even win the game. I mean, for a New Zealand team to be like disappointed about not getting a, something out of a Mexico game, you know, it's, it's a, a lot has changed. So now nah, we're definitely. Um, yeah, on the on the rise, I think, in terms of football. And you're just back from the World Cup. It, it must have been a fantastic experience. It was the first World Cup you've been involved in. Looking back on it, I know it's really fresh in your mind, but, but what's your overlasting thoughts from it? Uh, it was like, you live like the player you want to live for a month, you know? You live like the... You, you're a superstar when you go over there. And it was, it was, it was awesome. It was all... Like us and the boys, we buzzed off it every day. I mean, we and we to get to where we got, like to equal the like history. Well, a New Zealand team has only got to the round of 16. Obviously, it was gutting to go out like that, like we did against the USA. Yeah. That's always fresh in my mind. But the thing, the World Cup in itself was awesome. I enjoyed myself, and we got sweet. There were some ups and downs. Obviously, beating Honduras was unbelievable, and yeah, I mean, obviously getting knocked out to the USA sucks. But I mean, it's yeah, we couldn't just how it went and you can't dwell on that as a, as a whole it was an unbelievable experience and that, that Honduras game two goals from yourself the first one you got 46 seconds and really put you kind of on everyone's radar if they hadn't heard about you before is that a goal that you're just going to play over and over in your head <laughs> yeah I mean I've watched it too many times now I think so, <laughs> yeah, um, I would as well <laughs> yeah so I think um, yeah I mean it's that, that's, that's to be fair I didn't remember it at all like I've always thought what I was going to do after if I scored and uh, honestly, all I remember is all the boys jumping on me. So I had to actually watch the goal to remember what happened. So it was just, it was just all a blur. But no, nah, it was awesome. It happened so quickly. So yeah, it was, it was awesome to get a goal that quickly and a goal like that. So yeah. And I want to talk a little bit about just kind of when you left New Zealand uh, and the whole Nike Academy thing. So if, for people that don't know, the Nike Academy, it, it picks people from around the world, and I believe. It, thing I read was there was 200 Kiwis that were up for it and then you went to Paris and there was a, a limited number. Just talk us a little bit about that whole experience, how it came about and, and just what that meant to your development. Yeah, I mean it's a local trial, like you trial against other Kiwis, like it's just a, anyone can go to the trial and then it's like a, I think it was like 250 people and then they narrow it down 
by like lunchtime they've cut it and then by like two o'clock they've cut it and then you have like a final eleven v eleven. And um yeah, I mean it was it was it was awesome. I, I went in there just to, you know, get some free Nike gear and have <laughs> like, I didn't I didn't expect much but and then obviously winning it I was I was buzzing because I hadn't played for my country at that point and yeah. they normally pick a person that has played for their country and they have, you know, a bit about them on their resume. But they picked me and um yeah, I was buzzing, went to Paris and that's like you verse twenty five I think it was thirty five other players from all their different like respective countries that win their one and then they choose from there and to be fair they chose 12 it's the biggest intake they've taken and they chose me luckily so I went in there for the last year and I mean obviously I couldn't get a passport so it messed me up a bit over there but um, in terms of the experience it was crazy the facilities the teams you play the the way you live it's just it's like the it's like the professional lifestyle so yeah it was crazy playing Liverpool playing Swansea yeah Spartak Moth going to Russia, going to Portland. We went everywhere. Yeah, it was just unbelievable. And before you came here, did you know much about Vancouver or had you been to Canada before? No, nah, never. I mean, obviously, my family, like, have, um, like, they're, some of them are Canadian and that's how I get my passport. They've talked to me about it, but no, nah, I've never been here before. I mean, it's a beautiful city. I love it. It's just it's a bit like back home, to be fair. It's a, yeah. Actually, like yeah. Declan said that as well, and Nazim said it's a lot like Cape Town in South yeah, Africa. Yeah. So a lot of the guys that come here do that. Now, you're back with the Caps just now, you're training this week. Hopefully you'll, you'll make your kind of debut on, on Saturday at the, at the home game here. What, what are you expecting when you do take the pitch for the Caps? I mean, I, I just take it, I take it how it comes. I mean, I don't, I'm, this first couple of weeks, just get, my, get myself going. I don't know when my, my first start will come, but yeah, I mean, I just want to get on the score sheet and just um, give the first team coach something to think about. And then... Um, yeah, hopefully work my way up. But um, yeah, I'm excited for the Saturday, especially especially at, at home. It will um, yeah, be a good game to make my debut at if if I want to make my debut. And just last thing, for for anyone that's only seen a little bits of you, doesn't know much about you at all, how would you describe your game? What what kind of striker forward are you? <laughs> that's that's always a hard question to answer. Oh. But um, I mean, I I just feel like I, I'm I like to think I'm a goal threat. Like I I, I like to score goals and. Um, yeah, obviously I've um, I, I was lucky enough to score at the World Cup, and I scored quite a few for the academy. I mean, I just yeah, as a striker, you just need to be a goal threat. So I think that's the biggest thing about a that's the, that's your job is to score goals. So I mean, as a striker, you gotta you gotta back yourself to score goals and think you can score goals. So yeah, I mean, I'm there to score goals, and I believe I can. Great, thank you so much for your time, Mayor, yeah, and good you. luck. Thank you. So Meyer Bevan there, the latest Whitecaps 2 signing, third Kiwi on the team as we said, and I'm looking forward to seeing him finally taking the pitch in a Whitecaps jersey. And uh, a number of the Whitecaps 2 guys are away in Indiana at the moment at the Academy playoffs. There'll be no Glory Amanda, there's no Baldy Brothers, Tern Campbell. And with Amanda and Campbell away in particular, you, ha- you have to feel that there's a good chance that Bevan... Might get the start on Saturday against OKC, but he should definitely see some time on the pitch at least. And the whole Nike Academy thing that we talked about there, something that that really interests me. 
Not a big fan, obviously, of corporate branding of stuff, but Nike's done a lot of good work with this academy. It started up in 2009. They're based out of Burton-on-Trent in England in Staffordshire. And the goal of the programme is to take some of the best unsigned talent around the world, under 20 players, guys that don't have a professional team, get them into that full-time training environment. It's a revolving squad, so players come and go all the time. The ultimate aim is to to try and find them a a club and a pro deal. And as you heard there from Meyer, some passport issues meant that he couldn't really get a deal over in England or Europe. So their loss is the Whitecaps' gain. I I really do think the Whitecaps have a very exciting talent there. He's clearly hungry, wants to break into MLS, wants to get into the first team. Like what he said there as well about kind of wants to give Robbo something to think about. So, So let's hope he does. A couple of really notable players to come through the Nike Academy guy that will be known to MLS followers, David Ackham from Chicago Fire. And if you follow your Scottish football or if you've been watching the Confederations Cup, Australian striker Tom Rogic is over playing for Australia just now, scored in the Confederations Cup, had a great season with Celtic up in the Scottish Premier League. So there's been a couple of good guys come out of it and hopefully Meyer Bevan is another one of those that we'll be talking about in years to come. Certainly the Whitecaps could definitely do with a prolific goal scorer just now and Gloria Mand is another guy in Whitecaps too that we have high hopes for. So I'm looking forward to seeing Meyer in action. So just before we go, I want to give a big shout out to Vancouver Whitecaps residency. Both the under-16s and the under-18s in action today, their first game of this year's academy playoffs. Fantastic 3-0 win for the under-16s. A couple of goals from Jose Hernandez, that's the top scorer for the under-16s, grabbing his 19th and 20th goals of the season from 27 appearances. Definitely talking of goal-scoring prospects, he's one of them. Born in Mexico, moved to Edmonton, came through the youth ranks in Edmonton before moving out to join the residency programme. Looking forward to seeing his development in the residency in the years to come. Jefferson Allard was the third player to find the score sheet for the U16s today. And a fantastic 3-0 win over Houston Dynamo, getting their group campaign off to a fantastic start. Two games left to go on Saturday and Monday against Philadelphia Union and the LA Galaxy. lot to play for. Hopefully we're going to see the under-16s through to the knockout stages. And what a win it was for the under-18s as well. 3-1 triumph over Columbus Crew. Roller coaster off a game. Whitecaps dominated from the start. Should have been a couple of goals up in the first 10 minutes. Had a shot crash off the bar. Then not long before half-time, Columbus went down to 10 men. Brutal tackle on Gloria Amanda as he was straight in on goal. Straight red card. Subsequent free kick was a fantastic save. And then you started to think, oh, it's okay. The Caps are going to kind of be pretty dominant in the second half and, and get this job done. But then against the run of play, 10-man Columbus, 65 minutes gone, take the lead. And it, it's looking a bit rough. In these kind of short playoff three, three game group games, if you lose your first game, it's very, very hard to try and, and recover enough to get yourself into the, the knockout stages. So it was looking tough for the 18s. And the fact that they brought down five USL players to start, you were looking for more, you were hoping for more, you were expecting more. But the Whitecaps showed their class in the final 10 minutes. Three goals. Baldissimo with the first. Nice finishing at the bottom corner. Theo Bear getting the second after putting away a great cross from Alan Camacho. 
And then Gloria Amanda, a great solo effort to, to make it 3-1 and wrap the game up. And Theo Bear was the difference maker when he came on. Some fantastic play for him out in the right wing. Columbus had no answer for him. Great 3-1 victory. Two fantastic victories for the residency to kick off the, the first day of the academy playoffs. Can we get both teams into the knockout stages for the first time? Fingers crossed. Good to see the matches streamed this year as well. Don't have to kind of scramble around on Twitter trying to find score updates. So that's been good as well. Some good quality feeds. And if you're talking about top quality feeds, do they come much better in the PDL than TSS Rovers? I'm not so sure. Obviously we're slightly biased. Presented by AFTN, myself and Gideon Hill on the commentary for the games. And a big weekend coming up for TSS Rovers. If you want to get your live football fix, we talked about WFC2 on Saturday. Get yourself to Swan Guard Stadium on Friday and Sunday night. 7 o'clock kick-off both nights. The Sunday game has been pushed back an hour. Victoria Highlanders coming to town. The Juan de Fuca plate has been revived. Rovers and Highlanders are going to battle it out three games this year. Best head-to-head record between the two teams will lift the Juan de Fuca plate. Check out AFTN.ca for a brief history of the play and some photos and videos of years gone by. It's the first time for three years that the plate's going to have been contested. We're really looking forward to calling the game, seeing the two games this weekend, how they play out. It's always been presented on Vancouver soil, so hopefully if TSS Rovers can come away with the two wins over the Friday-Sunday, we're going to see that happen again. If you haven't had a chance to get out to a TSS Rovers game yet, this is an ideal chance to do that. $10 admission, 7 for children, 3 home games left, these two against the Highlanders, then an end-of-season encounter with Seattle Sounders. Going to be a beautiful night for watching football as well. Swan Guard's a fantastic setting. Get along, cheer on a bunch of local guys, Canadians, four Canadians, undefeated at Swan Guard Stadium, so get along and help TSS Rovers defend the Swan. We'll have full coverage of the Whitecaps MLS and USL games this weekend on AFTN. Also full coverage of TSS Rovers and the Academy. So check AFTN.ca this week for all that stuff, a lot more beside. Away from the numbers always has everything covered, as does bcsoccerweb.com. This podcast is presented in partnership with BC Soccer Web, your one-stop site for all your local, national and international news and links. Check them out on bcsoccerweb.com. I'm Michael McCall, hope you've enjoyed this episode of the show. You can find me on Twitter at AFTNCanada. Drop us an email, anything you want to chat or ask about, aftncanada at hotmail.com. We'll be back on Sunday with the AFTN Soccer Show on CITR Radio, broadcasting live from UBC, 101.9 FM, citr.ca online, 11 o'clock every Sunday. Check that out if you haven't already. Podcast for that will be up on Monday. But as always, thanks for listening to this episode of the show. Take care. And mourn the caps. One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine.